Uh, we are missing a lot of audio of our radio station. Unfortunately, back in the 80s, they didn't press record quite a lot. We are missing the original launch audio. And if you ever go through a box here in Darwin uh, and you're a fan of uh, Top FM back in the day, uh, did you record our launch audio? Because I have effectively been looking for that audio for a decade. It is Matt Byrne this afternoon. I decided to catch up with a whole bunch of past announcers because there's so many past announcers that spent so many years at the radio station. Uh, we had volunteers kind of stay with us for two decades. Uh, we had people stay for very short stints as well. Mike Quinn was one of those first kind of original voices back in 1982. He did a little bit of mid-dawns. He did a little bit of Saturday kind of pop music. We tracked him down only a couple of days ago, Mike Quinn from Top FN. Hello, mate. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? Um, <laughs> I uh, must admit I um, got a real shock this morning when I got a message from Andrew Wicking saying that Top FM was trying to contact me. And, oh, well, you're, you're in my book. I, I made a book five years ago, and I, I've only got one photo of you left in the yeah. history box. Oh, right. Um, I saw the photo on the um, on the uh, webpage uh, yeah. Me looking like a dude with dark glasses. That's right. <laughs> 1982. By gee, that winds the clock back a bit, I can tell you. Um, sure. You were at Territory FM, or what we called Top FM, from day one, yeah? Well, um, I started there in, in 82. Okay. I, I think the station started in 81. Yep. And it had been going for a while, but it was having... I think it was having problems getting volunteers to come along and talk for hours in the middle of the night on the radio and play records. Um, And one of the guys, I don't know who it was, Damien Brennan or Les Woods, recruited me and others from uh, our work situation because we worked 24 hours and we were used to sitting talking to aircraft all night that sort of thing um, sitting talking to the public on the thing and playing records was no, not that much different really um, so we started doing um, hours that covered you know, midnight to dawn and uh, 7 till midnight that sort of thing right so, um, back, in, so back in the early 80s your on air role was a mid, mid dawn announcer well, initially, I think that's where I started yeah, yeah. to learn the, learn the trade a yeah. little bit. Um, and then uh, as, as time went on, yeah. uh, and this was probably over a period of about six months, um, it became obvious that one of the top um, programs to be an announcer on was the Saturday morning Top Hits yeah. um, program, which was ran from about 9 till 12. And um, I, can, I can remember getting that program and thinking I was... <laughs> King Star, um, <laughs> and um, uh, funnily enough, my then uh, fourteen or fifteen-year-old daughter used to come in with me because she was a little bit more familiar with the latest pop music yep. and um, uh, helped me pick up a selection of records. Good on you, mate. Because uh, there is one photo of you left in our history box, and it's you with your Wayfarer sunnies on, looking pretty schmick. That's right. That's the only one I think I've ever taken or ever took off the off me at work. And back in those days, no one recorded any of their shows, so there's not a lot of evidence. 
Well, I've got, uh, funny enough you say that, I've actually got some tapes. I want them. Um, I want those tapes. Uh, I'll see if I can tell. Please do. do Late nights and then you ended up doing um, some Saturday kind of kind of pop stuff on Top FM. How long were you with yeah. the station for? When did you finally hang up the headphones? Oh, I think I was with them for a good six months. Um, I don't think, I, I really can't remember. I must admit I'm having trouble remembering back <laughs> that far. Yeah. But, um, uh, I think partly because I met my second wife, yep. um, not through the radio station, but uh, in another context, and um, of course got romantically involved, and that became more important than going to the radio station. <laughs> now you mentioned one other name. You mentioned one other name back there, who I have spoken to over the years. Uh, he's retired a long time. Les Wood. Uh, was a name that you just mentioned, and I've actually yes. spoken to him uh, about six years ago uh, on the radio. Oh, wow. So he, he did the country show. He was country and western music. Yeah. He was a Matt Keen um, country and western star. Yeah, and he was. And, tell, uh, he told me that he was that relaxed that he would often fall asleep in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that would be Les. He's a. He's probably not with us now. I haven't spoken to him or known of his whereabouts for many, many years. Okay. Um, Damien Brennan was one of the other compatriots that I used to work with who got involved with the radio station. It was Matt Keen on music. Yep. And uh, when he left DCA, because that all folded about 92, yep. um, he went back to Adelaide and opened the CD shop, of all things. Mm. Damien Brennan, Les Woods, um, Kathy Heath was involved for yep. a while. She was another flight service officer. Before 1985, you were broadcasting from Demountables and also in the theatre, yeah? Um, no, we were in a, a studio upstairs at the in the back of the theatre okay. uh, at the uni. Yep. Um, I, I remember it was a sort of <laughs> maze of corridors and little holes and things like that, and we had a studio in there. It was great fun, and yep. it was um, a very new learning experience for pretty much everybody yep. who was involved, uh, queuing up records and hunting through the library for songs that you knew would be nice to listen to. Love your work uh, Mike, nice to talk to you mate, see ya Territory FM, Top FM Royalty, Daryl Manzi, good afternoon How are you Matt? 1041 Territory FM, Territory Talk. That was your show wasn't it back in the year 2000? Yes that was it and uh, it was uh, it went for you know, quite a few years it was, uh, it, was quite, it was really a, a great opportunity just to talk to ordinary people and find out what people were thinking yeah. and listening to their comments. It was good stuff. So, yeah, so you started as when the station was called Top FM and it was a magazine interview style program, like 16 years. And the funny thing that blew me away all those years ago when um, when we were here together is that you were a volunteer. Yes, well, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a community radio station and uh, part of the process with that is is volunteering or, um, you know, you, you can't operate without volunteers at a community radio station because of the, the structure of the legislation prevents that station from running as a commercial station yeah. um, and uh, therefore... You, you've got to have volunteers, and because I'd, I'd retired, I'd been uh, in the police force for sixteen, uh, four, uh, fifteen years, I think, uh, eighteen years in politics. Really, um, I had uh, you know sufficient to keep me happy and retired. So why not um, contribute my time? I guess to um, what I thought was a, a well, for me it was interesting, it was challenging, 
But I think it also provided a service for people. Who tapped you on the shoulder to actually come and hang out at Top FM? Actually, it was um, oh, it was a few people, but mainly it was uh, it was Graham, uh, yeah. who was the uh, the manager at the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, I knew been back and forth because they were pretty active um, going back in the days prior to all the digital stuff and they had actually had a small studio in the Parliament House that uh, Jai Seymour used to operate and yep. uh, he'd run around with a tape recorder and he'd broadcast Parliament live at a certain times. so you know you got to know people um, and uh, Graham uh, had a bit of a chat and said how would I like to and I thought well I I'd, I'd, I'd probably I'd like to have a go at it because uh, doing it from the other side of the fence has got to be a little bit different than uh, being on there um, from um, uh, you know a politician or a community point of view to do it as a as, as talking to someone and broadcasting their message. I just thought it was a was a good thing. Give it a go, see how it went, and uh, obviously it went pretty well. Um, it, it was it was a talk mat. Uh, talkback type format. Uh, we had people calling in mm. and we also rang and, and talked to people about events which were current. From memory through all the, the stuff that I've read about what your show entailed, you spoke to a lot of Prime Ministers and a lot of heavy hitters. We worked it out, uh, how we used to do it, and it worked out about 20,000 people I interviewed over that, uh, uh, you know, 16-odd years that, that, that we were doing it. It was... Uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty interesting, I've got to say, um, because we covered current affairs and we covered the sorts of things that people had concerns about, and we covered it from the point of view of those that could make a difference to uh, improving the the problems that uh, people had. And obviously, politicians had a part to play in that. Federal politicians, um, uh, you know, different points of view. We we were pretty careful at making sure we gave both sides of a story. I mean, you you really can't. Uh, I think it's uh, there's been a failing in the last few years where we only get one side of the story, and I don't know what's happened. But I, obviously, um, the uh, education that uh, young uh, people get when they want to be journalists uh, seems to cut out the idea of providing two parts of the story. Just provide your opinion, and I think that in itself um, degrades the messages and people can't get good information to be able to make their own decisions. So that's one of the things I've just noticed in the last few years. You seem to be able to be handled being interviewed yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually, going back... um, You're easy to interview. In the police force, force, I I was uh, involved as uh, setting up the community relations unit there. and uh, Professional. uh, Part of that was... uh, well, part of that was I was a member of the Australian Journalists Association yeah. when uh, uh, going back many years because you couldn't work in the media unless you were in the in the union, so to speak. So I was a member of both the police union and the uh, the, uh, the broadcast right. journalist. So sixteen years of Top FM, Territory FM talk, and then Territory FM mornings. Uh, lots of interviews, lots of PMs, lots of uh, celebs. Uh, give us your best interview. And I, I've asked you this before, and you've ummed and ahed and paused and gave me a whole... I want the best one you did, and then I want the worst one you did. Actually, I, look, I, there's no bad ones. I mean, I mean, obviously, for some of the listeners, there might have been some bad ones, but <laughs> I enjoyed every one, even the ones that, that were difficult to do because they were challenging. But, look, you know, it's hard to pick a good one. The Russell on. Crowe one was an interesting one. Russell Crowe, yes. We, yeah, that, but, I mean, I had a great talk to um, John Howard on one occasion. Uh, mm-hmm. We had, uh, I guess, um, Kevin Rudd. Uh, he was uh, Julia Gillard. She was in the studio. There we go. You give me a whole list of them again. 
Well, I mean, they're all people that, that, that are interesting. Yeah, yeah. Look, I guess talking to, to locals too, we used to have a panel every Friday yeah. and uh, we used to have uh, three on the panel. That was out of control. Diversity. <laughs> well, well, it was in a way, but you have always had the volume control. You could turn it down when you wanted to, wanted to add a bit to something. But no, it was all, it was just interesting. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, I, I always went home feeling good because I've enjoyed myself yes. and I enjoyed doing it. And I guess whatever you do, it doesn't matter whether you're, you're, you know, what sort of work you do. If you don't enjoy doing it, I just say to people, go and get another job because you can't, a job should not be something that is a, a, a drudge and a, and a, you know, a real problem to go to. You've got to enjoy what you're doing and you really, if you forget about the money side, I mean obviously you've got to have enough money to be able to live, but you've got to be able to ensure that you enjoy your day and if you enjoy your day, you do a good job and if you do a good job, others recognise that and you can get up the ladder um, by just the, your, your I guess your ability to do things. So Wise words. I, Wise words. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm getting at that stage, aren't I? You are. <laughs> the old man sitting in the corner, mate, <laughs> smoking his pipe in a rocky uh-huh. So 16 years on air here at Top FM, Territory FM, uh, with our morning show. Um, and you are still involved with our radio station because you are family. You are uh, chairing our community advisory board uh, this year. And glad to still have you around, mate. You're a legend and a friend, and thank you. No, mate, I, I enjoy it. And I think some of the people that we've had working through the station over those years, they've all been really great in their own way they've contributed to darwin and contributed to the community and uh, i take my hat off to all of them i enjoyed all of their companies that uh, some of them were required a little bit of uh how would you say <laughs> diplomatic uh, approaches but at the end of the day everyone's different and you've got to learn to fit in and you've got to learn to work with uh, those around you and if you do it always ends up good, and I—that's—that's yeah, that's my, my philosophy anyway. Daryl Manzi, we'll see you at our fortieth cocktail party. Have a marvellous day. Thank you for your time today, mate, and th- thanks for taking us back to the year two thousand. Good night, <laughs> See you, mate. Love your work. Let's get back to the 90s here at 104.1 Territory FM. David Pearson was actually uh, one of the guys, part of a very successful show here at Top FM Territory FM called Top Sports. He started back in 1992. He was part of that bunch of legends that loved their sport here in the top end, and he was... He was on air right up until the early part of the noughties. Hey, Dave, how are you, mate? I'm very well, Matt. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. And you're still local. I am. I live about 100 yards from here. 100 years. <laughs> so you can still come and volunteer if you want. Well, oh, no, you're retired. <laughs> so your involvement with Top FM and Territory FM dates back to the early 90s. Correct. Okay. So what, how did you get started? Uh, interesting. There was a guy here at the time doing uh, talkback, Colt Newman. Yep. And Colin and I had a common interest in food and wine. <laughs> And uh, he was a host of a thing called The Chef's Table. And what had a show, was it? A group of us that we used to get together. And oh, so it was a gang of people that yes. used to eat and drink wine? Yes. Okay, all right. Yes, right. yes. Chef's Table, got it. Anyhow, Cole said, why don't you come here, uh, become a volunteer at uh, Top FM? So I said, no, I'll give it a try. And uh-huh. within weeks, I was doing uh, twice a week the over 50s music show. That was a very popular show. That does, show up, does show up in our history book quite yep. a fair bit. Yep. yep. No, really, really popular. It was a phone-in uh, request program yep. in the main 
and we used to have people that sit in a old vinyl library yeah. looking for tracks that people wanted. Yeah. yeah, it was great. How long was your involvement with the Over 50 show? Oh, probably about five years, maybe. Right. And you were doing that while you were doing the sports show as well? Uh, I, the sports, it did overlap for a time. Yeah, yeah. And then I got into the sports show and uh, that became every Saturday. We've got a huge legacy of sports programming here at Territory FM, Top FM, and Top Sports ran for close to, uh, we think, about 15, 16 years, because it was on before you started. It was on before I started, and I left here somewhere in the early 2000s. We won an award in 2002, and I was still here at that time. Okay. So you started uh, with Top Sports. Who were you with back in 1992? Uh, Brian Webb. Yeah. He was still on air up until around 2010, I think, too. Here that sounds Georgia. a bit right. He was uh, in the public service here in Darwin, yep. and he retired and moved to retire over in Queensland. Over 10 years of NT Sport, that's a lot of programming. It was, and we did it all ourselves, yep. uh, just only the girls outside. Um, I used to start my research on Friday night, yep. probably do an hour or two on Friday night, and then we'd both come in here around about... 6, 6.30, yep. do another couple of hours together. And then we started at 9 o'clock, uh, sorry, 8 o'clock, yep. and we went right to the midday wall-to-wall sport. The only interruption we had was the half-hour news. Did you play any music? Nope. <laughs> Not a single track. Music doesn't belong at a sports show. <laughs> no. Well, it was so popular, we had, we had sort of had a fairly fit, uh, fixed format. Yeah, yeah. But we changed it from time to time. I remember we did a, uh, a session on young uh, athletes, sport. Yep. And, gee, that went very well, and we kept it. All right. Cool. Uh, and you were heavily involved with the NT Sport Awards, too, because we were doing that up until around 09-2010 as well. Correct. That was the, each year, and, and Brian and I broadcast that. Yep. And uh, we'd have uh, people come and do the technical work for us. But uh, we... we uh, we're in that show, mm. and it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Any strong interviews that you did? Anyone that you talked to that kind of blew you away? Um, one guy in particular who I met beforehand was from Western Australia, Bertrand, who was involved with the winning of the America's Cup, yeah. which happened not to be on my birthday many years earlier. Yeah. And he was a very, very interesting man. And he was probably one of the best interviews we ever had, but we had a lot of good interviews. Yeah. Yeah. What about a dud? Dad. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll tell you this little story. Yeah. I did a lot of uh, interviews out of the studio. Yeah, yeah. And people who are in Darwin. With a portable record box yes, or something. Yes, correct. And every one of those went to air bar one. And that's a guy by the name of Ricky Stewart, who's now the coach of the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, he's a bit grumpy. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> I, I just refused to put it to air. It was, and that's the only person I've ever found grumpy to answer your question. How are you recording your outside interviews? Were you using a cassette tape, a mini disc recorder, little real cassette, surreal? Little, little cassette little tape. Little cassette, wow. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> hey, uh, there's some fun times there that you've just kind of uh, went through. So 10 years of top sport, uh, and then you just finally said, well, that's it. You, you retired after that. I got a job uh, with Parks and Wildlife Service. Oh, you became a ranger. Correct, and that required working on Saturdays and Sundays. Ah, so couldn't So that's why I retired. Otherwise, I'd probably still be here, sort of thing. And what's happening in 2021 with you now? Um, Just walking around, uh, hanging out? Well, I wish wish that was the case. No, I'm involved involved with Rotary, for example, and uh, still a member of several clubs around town, like Tracy Village, and particularly the Casuarina Club. Okay. And there's a story there, because it used to be a pub, and they lost their license. 
license. Uh-huh. And so some people got together from sporting groups, four of them, uh-huh. and said, why are we doing turn this into a sports club? And You're involved with that? Okay, great. And they said, look, David, you've got a history of uh, executive consulting. I yeah. used to work for IBM. Yeah. And you love sport. Can we bring you onto the panel? And the station said, yeah, come yeah. and do it. So I've been with the Cas Club ever since. Wow. <laughs> How long is that? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting at my age, mate. A little bit of dementia. So I do love all these stories. And you came and saw us about three weeks ago, and you brought us this very important award. And we haven't mentioned that yet. So that was the the award that you won just before you retired for, for your sports show. Correct. Just run through that for for the listeners. Right. It was a um, an award that was created by the federal government yep. through the Australian Institute of Sport, and. One of the categories was um, best presentation of sport, and uh, our names were submitted, yep. Brian and myself, and uh, it was well received by the panel, yep. and we got the top gong. Where's the audio? Where's the audio? Didn't you have to submit an audio? Yes. Where is it? They've got it. Oh, they've got it. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I, I think she's going to be uh, with you in the next few days during this period. Yeah. But Sandy Mack used to be here. Yes. And, and she still is here at Charles Darwin Uni. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She may well have a copy of it. Oh, I'm going to ask her. <laughs> it, because it... it, it it really went over well with the panel. Yeah. Hey, thank you very much for sharing all those stories and thank you for your time on Top FM and Territory FM from, you know, the, the early 90s all the way through to the early noughties. That's a good run. <laughs> it was fun. Good morning. Legend Colin Newman, hello. Dave sends his regards. Man, that guy can talk. That guy can talk. I got him into radio. He started at Top <laughs> FM because of me. I got him into a sports show. It's good to catch up with you, mate. And I had no clue that you were still local, like super local. You've been here for decades. 35, 36 years now. Well, how you been, mate? You've been, been pretty good. Been done well, I think is the correct term. And, um, if a doctor tells me one more time, a man of your age, I'll yeah. belt him. <laughs> can, we get, can we get your age out of you? 81. Wow. Okay. And you're one of those um, veterans of our radio station, um, and you started. What was the exact year of start date for you at Top oh, FM? I, I, yeah, you'd ask me that. I couldn't remember. It's early 90s. Yeah. And I had two goes. I started the Casino Capers on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, so that's a radio, that's a show, Casino Capers. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, was, uh, it went for two hours on a Sunday morning, 9 till 11. Yeah. Uh, oh, let me guess, you were yeah. talking about uh, gambling and all that fun stuff? No, no, you couldn't say that. Oh, no, not on a Sunday morning. <laughs> no, with all what was going on in town and right what, good and nice music. And Where did the name come from, Casino Capers, though? That's strange. <laughs> I, I started it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just think poker machines, one-armed bandits and... Oh, no, but part of my job was marketing and public relations manager for them. Oh, okay, there you and go. The <laughs> casino was owned then by the English company, Astrolls. Right. When yep. I left the casino, mm. then Carol Miller said, you better come and see if we can start a uh, talkback. Okay, so were you kind of technically the first talkback show that we did back I then? I think so. Wow. And, um, we uh, started it as Territory Talk and we broadcast right around the Territory. We went to Gove, Catherine, Tennant Creek and Alice Springs. When I left, uh, Daryl Manzi took over. Yep. 
So you, you're given the opportunity to do a, a talkback, interview-based um, show on Top FM. How did you attack that back in the days? What, what were some of those things that you decided, this is what I want to do? Well, we spoke about what affects territory. We're up against John Laws on yeah. um, the old station, the other one. People got fed up with listening to what was going on in there and the highway up and down the Princess Highway yeah. in Sydney. So we spoke purely territory and stuff and if we couldn't speak sense we never spoke anything but <laughs> I was very lucky I had a very good little black book yeah. and I had access to all the politicians their home numbers their private numbers their business numbers I didn't have to go through secretaries I had the business people of town had their contacts so I had a very good contact base yeah. and uh, you know if we broke the stories a lot of times before the N10 News did Back in those days, uh, were you actually playing any music or was it a fairly intensive yeah, interview? Yeah, no, no, we had, we, we had talk back. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the chief minister could come on and he'd say, all right, here's another $100,000 for this, that and the other, and you never get a call. <laughs> <laughs> no, they give a rat's ass about that. But at the same time, I mean, one of the classics was that, um, all right, what we'll do is uh, I can't defrost my fridge without getting a puddle on the floor. Well, the phones lit up like Christmas trees. (laughs) Because they know what they're calling about. We got a phone call from a trawler out at sea, and he said, hang on, mate, you get the settling torch, you turn it to the blue flame, and it's all over in two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And back in those days, uh, we were kind of like a pseudo-network, so you were pumping out your show right across the Territory on a whole bunch of community radio frequencies. Yes, both breakfast and we did 6 till 12, and 12 they went back to their own networks. Yeah, so they called that that the Territory Network. Uh, And how long were you actually part of uh, the Territory talk as such? So you kind of started that um, in the mid 90s and through to early 90s I just spoke to Trevor Scott yeah to try how good his memory was but all we can come up with I think it's early 90s and it's about three or four years it went on for it lasted because it had listeners. We outrated Lawsy, yeah. and Carol Miller went over the moon with that when she found out. She was there to pay big money for the survey in those days. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is today. But it's still big money. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, Mick's got very upset about that. There's not a lot of audio left on your show here at the radio station, but there is one piece of audio that um, I have found, and it's you talking to a listener. We think it's either a prank or um, actually a legit caller, but a guy called Ali Barber called you. Yeah, he was a regular bloke from uh, Catherine or somewhere <laughs> down that way. So he was real. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we had the nutters. We you know, we banned the nutters. But uh, we had a few of those. But no, Ali Barber was for real. A real guy who would ring you up and you couldn't understand a word he said, but he was still good fun. Oh, yeah. We used him for fun. But, you know, it's, it's not always... It's got, it hasn't got to be always head down, bum up and yeah. serious, but it's got to make sense to the locals. If, it's not, if the locals are not interested in it, they're going to tune out. Right. And who actually helps you put this show together? Who, who are some of those names? No one. You're all solo. <laughs> I was producer. Yeah. Uh, we had someone in the control room to yeah. answer the phone calls, and uh, I think one of the best phone calls I ever got was from the Prime Minister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went to, the, he was up in town, that was John Howard in those days. Yeah. He was in town for the launch or to give the money yeah. for the start of the railway from Alice Springs to Darwin. Okay. 
and he was in there. So I went to the meeting on the CLP gathering of the faithful, and he came out and announced it all. Come out, had to talk to everybody, had to talk to me, and so yeah, okay, mate. Off he went. And uh, the next morning, I think it was about ten to ten. Yeah. There's a piece of paper being held up to the control wall, wall window, <laughs> which we used to, uh, we knew who was on the phone. Yeah. Uh, written in Textra. Chief, the Prime Minister on line one. <laughs> so stop everything. <laughs> That's a, oh, hello. And he was ringing from the airport before he got on the plane. Oh, yeah, so good I on give you. Me a call. Great stories, Kyle. Um, and uh, after Territory Talk, where did you end up and what did you do? Um, from there I went to, um, I wrote Newman on Wednesday. I had a, a feature column in the NT News, yeah. 800 words, half yeah. a page every Wednesday. Okay. I was then the executive officer for the Taxi Council of the Northern Territory. Okay. And from there I also went on to the, that's the last time I was in your station, was um, as executive officer for the Australian Liquor Stores Association. Okay. Uh, I brought in our... Uh, yeah. our um, Chief. Kind of happily retired now, just hanging out? Yeah, 81, you tend to slow down a bit. I had a stroke and I had a heart attack, so those two together didn't do a lot for me. It's been fantastic talking to you, Cole. Thank you very much. Good to catch up. Joe Miller from the Classic Cafe, you look good for 40, you know that? You look awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm not bad at all. Have to be the legend radio announcer of this radio station. You did the Classic Cafe for, a, I think it was close to a decade or just over, yeah? Yeah, it was just, yeah, just about a decade. All right, how did you get involved with uh, Top FM slash Territory FM? Um, I happened to come to, per uh, to Darwin for uh, family reasons. Yeah. I've got a couple of daughters living there. Yep. And I was listening to the station and I heard uh, Peter Perrin, who I'd worked with in Perth. Okay. And uh, dropped in to see him and... Voila. <laughs> he gave you he a set of headphones. He gave you a set yeah. of headphones and said, hey, do some stuff. Yeah. And you don't like being <laughs> called a radio legend, but unfortunately, mate, you are. Come on. Well, it's just in terms of longevity, I guess. <laughs> it ended up being 49 years on the radio. That's right. And you still got the voice, too. You could probably pull a shift right now, couldn't you? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. So uh, you uh, were charged with the workday. You were charged with the classic cafe. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was quite uh, enjoyable because, you know, it was nostalgic and dealing with music that I was aware of yep. from the 60s. Yep. So that was good fun. Apart from just doing uh, the rock music, you were also tasked with managing the, the morning show. So you were kind of like a pseudo-producer of uh, Daryl Manzi's Territory Talk slash Territory FM mornings. Yeah, because that was good. It was a nice balance, you know, to be covering topical news events as well. Oh, you had to do grown-up stuff. Yeah, that's right. How did you go with producing a talkback show? Did you ever done that before or was that all kind of new to you when you took it? No, well, I'd done talkback myself as a presenter, yeah. um, so I was kind of familiar with the format and had worked with, you know, a couple of producers doing my own show when I was at 3XY. It was more of a music talkback show. Yeah, yeah. And I worked with Bob Mormel there for a while. We did talkback. How does someone stop being on the radio after doing it for nearly 50 years? Has is, is it been hard or you think it's great? <laughs> No, it was, a, it was a fairly natural progression, I think. Um, it was just, I was sick of having deadlines in my life, having to be somewhere and, at a certain time all the time. And 
just waited to just open up and I could take it easy. Like you said, you said you were doing it for 49 years and from what I remember back in 2016 when you actually officially retired, it was kind of sudden unless you were kind of planning it in the background. No, it just sort of come on me fairly suddenly that, oh, yeah, this is enough. <laughs> That's what rock stars do, don't they? That's enough. Yeah, right. here. yeah. All right, mate. So it's good to have a chat to you. Obviously, we're celebrating our 40th anniversary, and you're a large slice of of us. And mate, thank you very yeah. much for everything. My pleasure, because I enjoyed my time there, and I think it was one of the longest stints I'd ever been at one particular station. It uh, was. That's nine, right. <laughs> nine or ten years, I'd been. And shorter tenure at most of the stations I've been at. Uh, which was your favourite station? It doesn't have to be ours. Um, well, yeah, I enjoyed my time certainly at Territory FM, but yeah. uh, mid-70s at 3XY when they were number one and music played a different part in people's lives yeah. on the radio than it does now. And that vision so, on YouTube of you talking to the lady in the bathtub is just the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. You have a great Excellent. day, mate. I do appreciate you just stopping everything and getting that done. I'm just off to the Swan River farm to look at the animals. Stop it. Stop having a good retirement, Joe Miller. That's not fair. <laughs> From the Classic Cafe, Joe Miller here at 104.1 Territory FM. Some pretty good voices back there. We had Mike Quinn, uh, also Cole Newman uh, was back there, Daryl Manzi as well. Wow. Uh, we'll get that up on podcast for you if you'd like to really listen 